Frank, I am in a dilemma and I spent two and a half hours inside of Kalka and I'm not sure if I learned anything today. <laughs> two and a half hours inside Kalka. Well, I hope, James, that that was recorded for posterity because that sounds absolutely incredible. It may have been the single greatest advertisement for Kalka yet. <laughs> Awesome. 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 Using my app. I love it when people actually use my apps. Um, cool. Two and a half hours. Um, well, you know, the truth is I get lost in Kauka all the time. So you're not actually freaking me out too much with that number. It's so easy. I mean, it's like playing around in Excel, just playing with numbers and seeing what happens. It truly is. And in fact, it was fun because I was in doing it live on Twitch in which then everybody was like, what if you do this? What if you do this? And we just added amount, mass amounts of data into this file, which is very fun. And it's hard to keep track of because one, I don't really know how to use Calca. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, it was just a lot of math and it was quite fun. And we did figure out a number together as a group. And in fact, almost everybody that came into the chat was like, what is that? What is that thing? Everything like that. So like I guess that I think, I dropped Calca.io about a billion times. So I do think you're going to see a big sales spike, which may not be the same for my application, Island Tracker. And that's what I want to talk about today because I'm in a dilemma, Frank, which is I have a paid app, which you also have many paid apps. And the question that I can't seem to get over is should I make it freemium? And if I make it freemium, am I about to go in debt? No, you mean we have a real subject today? I thought we were just going to do another 30-minute advertisement for Kalka. That would have been kind of awesome. No. Okay. Well, uh, let me start by saying uh, that sounds like a really boring accounting subject, so I can't wait for it. But I do love that you are doing like group calculations, group accounting. That's so much fun because you can easily um, make a mistake when doing this kind of stuff. You can fool yourself. You cannot think it through all the way. So having, I don't know what, like five, six people watching over your back reporting on you, that's kind of awesome. And I have a funny little story about that. So I totally stole the name of this app from a book. And the word that it means is kind of a group calculation like that, a bunch of people getting together and figuring something out. So you actually use the app 100% to its name. Makes me proud. Wow. I like that. It's also one of the eight districts of the province of Calca in Peru. Hmm. And it has something to do with either a model or genes in Mexico. Like the Twitter for Mexican Calca is weird. Um, someone has to explain that one to me someday. Yeah, I think it's a Calca protein. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just in, well, I just typed in Calca. And, and you're, you were the first results, by the way. So that's Oh, cool. that's cool. Um, I kind of stole it from Neil Stevenson and the book Anathem. Don't tell him. <laughs> I won't. I don't know if Neil <laughs> is going to come after you. So Okay. I um, hope not. So, I love you, Neil. <laughs> we love you. It's no crash. Um, so, so real stuff, money. Okay. So you have released this app. I guess this is part four of the four-part turnip saga it's a saga True. now it's a saga. Yes. <laughs> so now this is the part where james is starting to freak out about server costs back and to the shire I, I get you man like I, you know i'm on record i hate servers one of the reasons i hate them number one is maintenance but number two is cost so i i get you um where to begin here so 
what you have right now is a single payment app. So someone pays for it once, mm-hmm. and then for the rest of eternity, you are going to pay to run a server. Is that right? That is correct. And additionally, that user only is costing me money potentially if they use the application. And this is also an application that goes along with a video game that probably has a lifespan of X months, you know, of popularity in which there'll be diehards that use it, but there's a peak. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this actual application has a lifespan associated. Interesting. This is really clever. I like it. Squeeze it for all it's worth and then dump it when... uh... When the long tail hits, I yeah, guess, yeah, you, right? You, you would see a, a spike, hopefully, of users. And over time, that, that the new users are going to... Ideally, you're still adding some new users, but you're going to see like a reduction of users because they're done with the game. You know, why, why are they going to mm-hmm. you know, abuse the application? Okay, okay. Um, right, so I guess that, that means you could get away with um, the one-time cost, but it's... I think when you're running a server, it's pretty obvious you should be charging a subscription fee. So are you thinking about doing that? So here's what I'm thinking. So with the application, you are correct. It's a fixed cost, $2.99. There have been people that have bought it, have been liking it. I took your recommendations. The latest version has the you know uh, star pop-up screen after you use the app so many oh, times. So I, I, I did a lot of things, a lot of optimizations. And I put in the new version a little button that says Island Tracker Pro, Frank. And <laughs> every paid user, every paid user already has Island Tracker Pro. And <laughs> because you already paid for it. And oh, I gosh. thought about I thought about You're this gonna have to make time. like a platinum enterprise tier next because there's nowhere to go. Once you use a pro, pro is the good one. Pro. Uh, Pro's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you um what's that grandfathered people in to yes. the pro plan, basically. Yeah. That's and like, how whoa. much Okay. So you haven't done it? This is all in your mind right now? So everything I've told you to this point has happened, right? So it's still paid. The latest version has that, but I have a little pro flag in there. And all it says is, thank you for buying it. And you'll have a lifetime pro subscription, basically. Um, because you already bought it. You know, and that, that's sort of how it's redundant. Going. Okay. Yeah. I'm prepping. Fine. I'm prepping. I'm prepping. Okay. So I, I'm just confused. <laughs> Let me explain my confusion real quick. Yeah. So the normal model is free app, people pay for the pro version, adds a slew of features, then maybe there's other little add-ons along the yeah. way. I think that's kind of the standard model for free apps these days. Yes. But you are a paid app. Yep. Um, I already said that I want you on a subscription model, and then you just took everyone who already has your app and didn't put them on a subscription model, but fake put them on a subscription model. No subscription uh, model. The subscription models aren't going to matter for this app because uh, if, you put a, if you put a yearly subscription into the application, you're not going to see any renewals after a year. It's just the complexity of adding a yearly subscription, I don't think is worth it. Got it. Got and, it. So and you're doing a one-time upgrade pro in-app purchase thing? That is my idea. So the idea here is that right now, everybody has pro. And a pro means that you can sync X, you know, 20 friends, you can have up to 20 friends and you can sync some additional statistics and you get premium email support, whatever that means, right? And maybe add new features and you get pro features. So the thought in my mind was, what if I make it free and 
I then grandfather everybody into Pro and then make Pro $299. And what free people would get is only two friends. They can only add two friends and that's it. And then they have to upgrade to Pro. So like you're like, I'm using the app. I had some friends and then boom, I hit a wall and now I got to you know, upgrade to Pro for $299. And additionally, some other features that are, you know, nifty that are pro features, basically, you wouldn't get access to. But you still be able to use the application and that because the real draw of this application, the, the sucking it in that you really would want to use this application is that friends part of it, right? Which is your friends are on the platform, right? If only you are on Facebook and nobody else is on Facebook, you're probably not going to use Facebook, you know, I mean, I'm not going to use Facebook anyways, but you know, it's because of that, that mesh network. So the idea is if we can say now everybody can download it for free and you can make those friend connections, ideally more people upgrade to pro than would have bought it. But at the same time, that means you have a lot more people using the app, which means your server costs are a lot more than if you only kept it paid. Aha, aha. Now we're getting back around to the original topic, I guess. But first, I want to say this is good. I actually like you going free. Number one, because I want you to be an experiment for me and I want to see. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to part five of the show. Um, But also, there's a lot of reasons. You mentioned the network effect, and it's, I think it's really important for an app like yours because it's the best kind of free marketing where you have a networking app and friends can tell friends, can tell friends, can tell friends. It's kind of an ideal situation for uh, grassroots kind of growth. And you have to kick it and you have to make it easy for that network to be created. And then you have to get a little bit lucky. But if you are, it's a great, wonderful uh, effect, network effect. What a great effect. Plus, let me just say, uh, every game on the app store is free now. It's just people don't ever pay upfront for games. And so I'm starting to think that like apps that support games should probably also follow that model of having that free version uh, to start things off. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm going with. And additionally, the, the hard part now is that Animal Crossing is very, very popular. Here's the other thing to kick in there is Animal Crossing is very, very popular. And there's a lot of Animal Crossing's applications on the app store. Many of them are companion applications. There are a lot of turnip predictors and my app does have a turnip predictor, but my core Mm -hmm. functionality that's unique is that you can share those prices with friends. You can share this gate code status. Like if people can come to your Island or not in real time and, um, and you have that network effect and it's cross platform, right? It works on iOS and Android and in the space that there's turnip predictors, They're all free, so there's a billion of them. But that's not my selling proposition. My selling proposition is the friend thing, and that's really the key. But again, when you're in the sea of free applications that look similar, now you, how do you stand out? So I can confirm that when you make an app free, it does get lots and lots of downloads. So that part is pretty much a guarantee. So this brings up a good question. So now I guess it is your concern that it's going to be so wildly successful as a free app that even with two friends only, it's still going to cost you monies on the back end on the server side. That's the general gist. The concern isn't that it's going to cost me money. The concern is, will I be able to 
if if I get him, you know, five hundred thousand users, wow, what a great day that would be. <laughs> uh, how much is that going to cost me? And how many of those users do I need to upsell to break even? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it's pure loss. If you have a free app and zero people upgrade, you're just throwing away money. It's great. And then I might as well have just kept it at 299 and kept this very slow growth and have small yeah. networks of people using it. And now it doesn't really cost me very much. Gosh, could you A-B test it? Why don't you do two SKUs? Do one where one way, the other the other way. Whatever. I could. Yeah. I know on Android they make that easy. You can have different pricing plans, but on iOS, it's not so easy. Anyway, just a thought. Mm-hmm. I think that the, well, you know, it actually wouldn't be terrible, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. There's probably <clears throat> a way to do it. And if you had one version of the app, I guess, would you do the free version and then you would, you would have the, the, the in-app purchase basically? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I would do it. Um, I would have a version exactly how yours is right now. I might even up the price because I still don't like your price. And then, um, yeah, the free version with the single time purchase that you're planning. Yep. Yeah. And that would be fascinating because I guess you could always shut down the free version. You can say, oh, yeah. so, sorry, you got to get. The and then you version. can finally have the icon with the little banner that says pro, pro. at the top. I've always wanted an app with a little pro banner on it. That's true. <laughs> I, I could easily do it. I mean, because the users would only have one of those applications installed at a time. So all the deep linking into the app with the custom URL schemes um, wouldn't really matter. Ooh, uh, ooh ah, okay. I mean, it would break if they had both installed at the same time. But yeah, you would correct. just tell them, uh, please just use the pro one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you have both of them installed? They would yeah. be the same exact thing. Uh, it sounds like a lot of bookkeeping. I don't know. Is the experiment worth it? I kind of want you to do it because I want to know the results of the experiment. But are you willing? I mean, that's the thing is, one, I'm already scared about in-app purchases. I mean, the nice thing with a paid app is it's paid. You don't have to do anything in your app. Like, they have yeah. it paid. In-app purchases are... Like you have to add that functionality into your app. I do have a plugin to do it, but I haven't up use use it in like two years, and I assume <laughs> it works okay. But what if it doesn't? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. And I know it's like um, it's a little bit of a dark art because it's not even that much code if you do it. Let's say just on the iOS side. Um, yeah, I guess where your thing really uh was nice is how it did both stores, huh? Um, but I was just thinking like I think mine is only like two hundred lines of code in Kelka. And it's not that bad. What the bad part of it is testing it. And yeah, because you have to like create those test Apple accounts. You have to log into a device with a certain thing, do all that stuff. It's just such a bear to test. That's why I get afraid of it. Yeah. But, you know, you know, I, I keep talking about an app that someday I'm going to release, James. And I'm really thinking I am going to go the freemium route. Because I don't have your problem. It doesn't have a backend server. Yeah. So if I go the freemium route, then, you know, it's just more installs, more people get in to check it out. So uh, it, it's, it stinks. I hate writing that code. I hate testing that code. But yeah. I think there lies our futures, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. The, and it's, yeah. And it's the same on Android. It's not fun to test. It's not fun to do anything. And in fact, to do it correct, by the way, to do in-app purchases correct, 
you need to not only put it in your app, if you really, really care about it, you would also have validation servers and you would have like verify mm-hmm. receipts and all this stuff. That's a pain. Um, That's as too well. much. Don't bother. Yeah. The, let the hackers hack. God, yeah. their, their logs yeah. are miserable enough trying to keep that operating system. I don't. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no but pity, but I'm not going to fight them either. Yeah, um, that's sort of my thought too. Is so like, yeah, whatever. Side tangent. The one part that I haven't done is subscriptions. I know you're not doing subscriptions, but I'm thinking about subscriptions. So I've done one-time in-app purchases, but I haven't done subs. Actually, I take that back. Does Calca do subs or are those one-time? Gosh, I, I don't even know I how bought, anything works. I bought Calca on the Mac for four ninety nine. Oh, yeah. I have different pricing models everywhere. On the Mac, I have the <laughs> flat rate. On yeah. iOS, I have the worst... Yeah, we, we could do a whole episode on this. Um, the worst model, which is the patron supported model. Yeah. yeah. How that works. Not doing you. that ever again. Not well. No. Ch- changing that pricing model. <laughs> is it bad? Is it not good? Well, it's just that I give you the full feature set. Mm. Um, and I rely on people just being goodwilled. And there are wonderful, goodwilled people out there. They are truly wonderful and great. Uh, but the majority of people, why would you pay for it if you don't have to? It's true. And yep. 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 So I hate to do it because I love the app being out there, but um and and the hard part for me is just finding what the uh what the light version versus the pro version is. I think you're in a nice spot where friends, the number of friends seems like a nice control lever. Yeah. And and well it's funny because someone said, you know, well, someone in the chat today said, why limit the amount of if you're pro, just give them the unlimited friends. Like they can have as many as you want because you want to encourage the the trickle effect, your pro users mm-hmm. who would involve everybody. And I said, I, I, I just, it's untested. I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like with the performance of that. So I always wanted to limit it because I have special code that says I James Montemagno, my account can have as many as I want. And it seems to work good, you know, with 15 friends, but I don't know. I don't know what it'll be like if you had a hundred friends, if it would be fast and what the server costs like would be. So kind of limiting it made a lot of sense. And I thought like one friend Hmm. for free, but then one friend's like, seems like not enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I was thinking about that too. When you first brought it up, I was like one, no, not one, but that's even thinking three might be Mm -hmm. okay. Three. Yeah. But yeah, but whatever. Uh, no, cause two would be the three in the group whatever it's complicated it's a network i love it (laughs) yeah so even like a network that increases square is still very large so it kind of doesn't matter well but three whatever (laughs) and the question really became at this point is oh what if i just made it free and didn't care anymore right and just said you know you know what my server costs are pretty low let's make it free Mm. yeah what does that look like no (laughs) <laughs> and, and this is where Calca came in, and, and Calca reassured me that that is the wrong thing to do. Um, oh, good. And oh, good. Uh, good job, Calca. You saved us all. So when let me just when, say, God, my my instinctual reaction was simply, "You've put a lot of time into this, James. You've put a lot of effort into this. Um, you deserve some reward for that, or at least, you know, a coffee here and there." Actually, you know, what's funny is someone was asking me in the chat, they're like, well, why don't you just make it like the the cheapest you can to see what that does, you know, and if 99 cents, you know, is enough and pays for the user cost, maybe that's enough. And I was like, I still don't know if people will download it at 99 cents, to be honest with you, Um, which is which is strange, but it could be a good A-B test. Like maybe, you know, I, I do some work to put in the free mode 
and I put it to 99 cents for a few weeks and maybe it's selling great. I'm like, you know what? It's not worth changing the model. Just 99 cents is the go-to. But, you know, in Calco, what I ended up figuring out is there's a lot of different math. Like I, I've now run the app for about a month and I'm at about 150 users and, uh, that are at least active, you know, using the application or paid for it. And I could sort of figure out what's an average cost per user. Mm-hmm. And at this rate, if everyone was just to keep paying, you know, $2.99 for the app, for a single user, a paid user, if everybody's paid, it would take uh, 18 years for me, for them to, for me to be in deficit for, for the uh, cost, right? Okay. And you're going to ditch this thing in two years. That's roughly the plan. Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine <laughs> that the, it would still be running, but. I probably don't need to do anything with it, right? So Right. So your server costs are uh you're assuming that your server costs are just proportional to your number of users that um you really don't have any overhead. It's really just usage that hurts you. It seems to be just usage. There's not a lot of mass storage gigabytes, you know, it's just mm-hmm. bandwidth and reads and writes at that point. And, you know, like this month it costs one dollar. So mm-hmm. At that extrapolation for a year, if I kept adding 150 users, I think it was going to cost me $50. Right. Like, fine. And at that point, I made, you know, a thousand bucks off of it or something. I don't know. Well, more than that, but a few thousand bucks. And then I'm happy. Well, I can open AppStat and AppStat's uh, what I would make (laughs) $3,000, right? Uh, Something like that. So that would leverage. The problem here, Frank, is the moment that there is a user that doesn't bring in any revenue that then is the offset, right? So how many people, how many new people have to come into the app and have to convert for me to break even? That was really the mathematic that I tried to figure out in this application, which may also help you, by the way, when your next app, if you decide to go (laughs) freemium, because it's actually really challenging. Um, Because maybe you are really happy and saying, maybe your next app brings in, you know, not 150 people, maybe it brings in 500 people every month. And you're like, you know what? This is great because I'm just making consistent money, blah, blah, blah. And you need to figure out that balance. What is your conversion rate? And that's one thing I kept saying on the Twitch stream, what is the conversion rate? And I've looked at a few other apps that had in-app purchases to remove ads, which were also $2.99. So by the way, people are willing to pay $2.99 to remove ads. That's a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. Yep. If I was using an app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, the, that's that's why I pay Google what eight nine dollars a month to get rid of the ads on YouTube. Yeah, me too. That's the sole reason for YouTube Premium. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, too much. Yeah, it's a struggle. And and I looked at some other apps, and it looked like my conversion rate was about half a percent. Um. Wait. How do you have a conversion rate already? Of my other applications that I other sold. applications, okay, and say that number again. Half a percentage. Half a percent. That seems roughly reasonable. If it was more than a percent or so, I'd say you're lying. Um, so the problem with all of this is the same problem you have with Excel is some numbers are magic numbers. Yes. Um, if you were doing this, let me say like the scientific proper way you would have error margins on all of these numbers. Um, And that's why you'll see in AppStat, I always put error margins in because you always have to take into account how much you're lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. So you came up with a number called 0.5 for your conversion rate. 
and or 0.005 whatever however mm-hmm. you do it um is it 0.05 plus or minus 0.001 or is it you know does it range between 0.1 and 0.9 or is it range between 0.4 and 0.6 and that the reason that's important is because you're going to multiply that number and multiply yeah. it and multiply it and multiply it. and every time you multiply it that error margin's getting bigger and bigger and bigger mm. so i absolutely love what you did here um, I just want to put that out there for everyone. Whenever you're doing calculations like this, any kind of future prediction stuff, please, for the love of God, use error margins so that you know if you're lying to yourself or not. I think that's a great point because I was attempting to figure out what are the current costs on Azure, but there's no plus or minus cost per user. It treats every user as the same, which is not realistic at all. And additionally, um, I... I assumed the same amount of installs per month. There's no plus or minus a percentage of those installs and that. So there, I said, you know, this could be, in my opinion, maybe the worst case scenario. <laughs> that's my assumption, but I could, yeah. could again, be and incorrect. That's an excellent way to do it. Yeah. Um, so if you are guessing at your error margins, then pick the one that results in the worst outcome possible. And if you do that for all your numbers, if you're conservative with all your numbers, hopefully your output will be conservative. Um, There's other tricks you can do, too. Um, If one number you know has variability, but you don't know the variability of other numbers, you can um, just fool around with that one and just see how much that swings things, too. But I do like your approach of um, the worst case. And if the worst case comes out, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And I was I was kind of pulling it all together. And you know, if it's, it's really hard to say, I think that based on my numbers, it could swing anywhere to, let's say, let's say over a year, I made it free and I got a million users, Frank, 1 million users. <laughs> well, see, that's the number you can't predict yet, but let's go with it, James, a million users, a world million conquest users. That means I would be adding about, um, let me see how many users per month. I believe I would be doing Let's see here. Uh, 50,000 new users per month. Oh, oh, no, a, a lot. 60, a lot. Let's say Use 70. Divide. <laughs> I am. I'm here. All right. So about, I think it's 80,000. 80,000 new users per month. That's a lot of users. That's about a million installs. I mean, I started to think about this in, you know, server costs are going to go up the more users you have. You're having a million users hitting your service. And it's hard as an independent developer, even myself, to be like, okay, what is that actually going to cost? Because someone was like, oh, that seems like a long number. Just put that on-prem. And I was like, yeah, I I don't think it's going to work. If you have a million (laughs) users hitting your server, my my computer, my Surface Book 2, that's not really going to scale. Right. So I looked at it, and if you had a million users, I mean, what do you think a good number is for, like, cost? Okay. Well, A, let's say a million users, it's one of those, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, true. Because if you're not profiting off of a million users, maybe you shouldn't be a business person. <laughs> true. So, <laughs> well, let's take one step back there. But um, I don't know. I've never had a site that was uh, actually a million people. So I don't have any good numbers to give you off the top of my head. Um, I would say the more critical thing is obviously the conversion, how many people are paying and how many are free, because it takes one user 
over an infinite amount of time to make you bankrupt, you know, a million just does it faster. So it's yeah. really just a velocity question at that point. It's very um, true. And in fact, the number of users, you're correct, does not matter at all. The, the absolute number that actually matters is the conversion rate because there is a dollar amount per month that would be offset by the conversion rate of SMB right. users. So it, it you, this application have 20 million users and it still doesn't matter if you're getting that conversion rate because all of your costs are covered. Yeah, sounds like you're starting a casino. All right, just make sure you put the numbers in the house's favor, not the it's client's true. favor. It's true. So my okay. my conversion number, by the way, is 2.1% is what I need to break even. Yeah, I, I was. I think I found that in this sheet. So let's let's talk about what you did here. So uh, you figured out how many users, active users, you have. You figured out the cost for that. You said about a buck, and that told you roughly how much your server costs are. You're just saying that's roughly my server costs. Uh, what did you do next? Um, you decided your pr uh, income per sale. So that's your current income per person. Mm -hmm. How did you? Uh, did you calculate your conversion or that, that was you just looked at your other apps? So the so also, by the way, the cost per sale I put as 299 times 0.7 because 30% is taken off the top. Um, and that does not take into effect the taxes in which I'll have to pay on that. Part. Sure. So I just want to make that make that clear to you because but you only pay taxes on profit. So that's OK. <laughs> so there you go. Exactly. So I did that, which would be unfortunately you. It's if it's three dollars, you lose ninety cents, right? So it's yeah. two dollars and ten cents. So that's a big, yeah. that's a big portion. That's why I was telling you I, I want that number to be higher. But yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, so the pro conversion. Uh, so I started with I looked at Scoreboard and Meetup Manager, just saw what their like what their conversion is. Granted, again, that's another one that's fully featured, one hundred percent, but you just to remove ads, and those conversions were around point. 0.05, half a percent to in, an eighth of a percent. You know what I mean? Hmm. So 0 0.08, 0 0.008 or 0 0.005. <laughs> and I just started saying, okay, let's start there and let's see how much money I would lose if I did that. And that's not, that's not good. Um, it's not I good. Would, no, no it, it depends on the users at that point, right? Because then you're like, if I'm losing money, then I really don't want that many users. Uh, in general, but you know, I could be losing, you know, uh, if I gain 5,000 users every month, I would lose like 2000 bucks, you know, a year. Mm. Mm. It's not fun. Okay. You know, no. right off, maybe a write off. Do I get a write off for that? <laughs> well, if you're that far under the water. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I started saying, okay, well, what do I actually need? And I just kept modifying the one number until I broke basically even, which was two and a half, 2.1%. Ah, 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 I like this. So you're iteratively solving, manually iteratively solving. Just keep changing the number until the result is where you want it to be. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, sorry, I just sidetrack. I wish I could make the tool do that for you, help you with these like hypothetical analyses and be like, hey, this is what I want. Do yeah. whatever it takes to get this to <laughs> where I want it to be. Um, that's funny. You could actually use a neural network engine to help with that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that's cool. So you discovered that two out of 100 newish users or users overall, one or the other, uh, needs to pay you 
$3 one time. Yes. That's not a bad number, two out of a hundred. So a number I always use in my head, and I don't know if this is very accurate, but it's my you know rule of thumb, hand-wavy number. Um, a free app does 10 times the number of downloads of a paid app. Mm. And it almost kind of doesn't matter the price of the paid app, ironically, up to a point. There's like different plateaus and things like that. But if your app is getting 20 downloads a day at whatever price, then you're going to get 200 a day free i'll i I can't wait for your experiment to verify or (laughs) unverify that number (laughs) but um that's roughly what i think of so two out of those it's quite possible that can work now what i could do frank is i could make the pro mode 4.99 and frank would love this and um and that would then i would only need 1.2 percent of people to to oh yeah Okay, that's interesting, because it's not quite double the price, and so it's about half the conversion rate. That's correct, yeah. So those two numbers are linked that way. Yeah. It does simplify pretty well. It does. It's a pretty long calcophile. There are a lot of variables here. It's also in in the GitHub, which I'll link to in the show notes, so you can open up. You can give Frank your $4.99, then you can look at this file. You can read it either way. It's a test file. I did that on purpose to make it very easy to share. Uh, A few pro tips. You can use spaces in your variable names. So you don't have to do all these underscores. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to use your app. (laughs) I know. I can tell. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not kidding. Uh, You can put dollar signs on things so that they look like dollars. So it's a little easier to read in some parts. Um, but this is cool. What is the egress price per gig egress? I love the word egress. I do, but what the heck is it? James? There's ingress and egress. So ingress is the data coming in and egress is the data going. Out. Oh, okay. Bandwidth in bandwidth out. Got That's it. it says, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I'm trying to find other, uh, interesting variable names that don't make any sense to be. <laughs> What oh, are the um, by, by tomorrow? I'll forget all of these, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they are long names, they're just kind of generic. But why don't you give us a, a, a high level reminder? Are you Azure Functions with an Azure storage account? Is that how all this works? That's correct. So I have an Azure storage account, which is mostly just table storage. Um, there's, of course, base storage, you know, read write type of stuff that you pay for. And actually, a storage account and table you pay for like table size, you pay for table bandwidth, you pay for um, hot reads and writes. Um, and this is a hot table, hot storage account because there's it's active, right? It's not cold. So hot is good because the data is faster and it's cheaper to access the data more because <laughs> it's hot. Interesting. <laughs> if you have okay. cold, it means it's, it's cheaper to like access it Less. seldomly yeah right and okay. it's more for cold storage so it's hot and what i found is that the azure functions cost to run my functions is one percent two percent of the total cost of the application wow yeah azure functions are so cheap so it should be architecting everything around azure functions probably <laughs> not trying to do an ad for them but jeepers that's pretty cheap yeah, and in nice. fact, they're crazy cheap, and they're the, I think they're the cheapest of the some. I mean, at least some other serverless. I can't speak for all of them, but I use mostly HTTP stuff, and there's no gateway that you need to put, so it's actually really, really cheap for HTTP stuff because it reduces the cost on having an HTTP gateway because it's built in. 
Um, but yeah, it's so cheap in general. So I thought maybe that would be a, a detriment yeah. because I was going, maybe I'll have to do always on or something. Nope. Now to do always on. It's just, it's good. It's good. It's fast. You know, the, my latency is, is it's not a lot. I mean, yeah, my response times are usually sub two seconds, you know, on a cold boot. I mean, they're, they're pretty quick. Um, and that's including processing all the like non-optimized too. So what I found is that the hot writes are the the expensive part. So that is 60% uh, of it. Uh interesting. Yeah. But is are they actually more expensive or you're just doing a lot of them? I am doing more of them and they're more expensive, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure. Both. Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not positive. Uh I think. But they're they're I do more of them because Every time someone updates their profile, every time somebody updates their turnup prices, hot right, hot right, hot right, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Boy, what I'm really learning from this is web servers are free. It's just databases that cost money. Yeah. Days. So someone said, oh, like, what if you just put all the data in a database? And I was like, I, I don't know. I think that may cost me more money. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to have a database that's on all the time. Like, I know there are some free plans. Like, I think Cosmo DB technically has a free plan, but I was mm -hmm. never quite able to fully get it free. So, yeah, I know what you mean. You always seem to end up paying for the database. Now, the one nice thing is, um, I think if you actually paid for a database database, do you get charged by the transaction? I think you just get charged a flat fee. So then you wouldn't have to worry about the transaction count. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know either. That's a great question, Frank. Someone should answer it for us. <laughs> Let us know. Write in to Merge Conflict on Twitter. Merge Conflict it's, FM. <laughs> it says billing by the hour or by the second. Oh, I don't know what that means. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Servers, James. Okay. So uh, after all this calculations, uh, what is your conclusion? What what are you are you going? What, everything we just discussed? I think I have to. It's it's a weird part because I worked pretty hard on the app. Um, and I would like people to use the app. Yeah. That's the struggle. Now, yeah. I, I could just not care, I guess, and just be happy because it would probably make my life work balance a lot better. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, sure. like it's just going to do its thing. Not a big deal. James, but, by the way, you, you have a nice paying job, like a really real job. You know, some people like true. me have to work for a living, true. but you already have a nice job. It's true. I do. I do. <laughs> but I appreciate your um, enthusiasm, your gumption, your go-gettedness. Well, somebody asked in the chat, they said, do you want to make a profit off of this app? I said, ooh, good question. It's a good question. Like, do you want to make money and I, I do i want to not slight Go question of privilege there do you want to make money do you want to make money Hi, on this do you want to make money well uh, come subscribe to james's plan just five dollars one-time fee oddly enough i'm i'm very happy to run the application as a really cool experiment to see how things scale the cost of everything i don't want to lose money you know what i mean yeah yeah, I, think uh, that's I don't, I don't have money sitting around <laughs> like, yes, I have, I work at Microsoft and I do have a salary, but that doesn't mean that I have money 
that I can continuously pay Azure. That's not that's just not a true statement. Shoving it into that fire pit, you know, it feels good. You know, it's cathartic. Those just two burn that money. those two things are not equal, and I want to make that very clear. Um, in, in general, so, um, but what I liked, like it's what I said in, in the chat, I said, well, what if, if I sold a million units? That'd be great. Maybe I could retire. Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But because my server costs would be a lot. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but if I sold a million copies, I got a few million bucks sitting around. Like, oh, that sounds good. Maybe I'll retire. But I, that doesn't seem to be the case. Nor do I think that I'll get no. two million upgrades. Right. So. No. Cool, Did you though. put those numbers in though? You, you always have to put the optimistic. I mean, I talked about always putting the conservative numbers in, but it's it's fun to put the optimistic number in too. Well, you know, if if I was to make a ten percent, well, here's the fun. The, the crazy part about it is, you know, if I and it is kind of fun. Let's say I added, I make it free, and I get fifty thousand downloads a month. Frank. That's a lot of downloads, but okay. Magic land. Yes. So that's 600,000 users over a year. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 12 times five. Got it. Mm-hmm. Let's say we're ha- in happy land, right? Let's say in my max, mm-hmm. I say I convert 10% of people, Frank. Oh, those are such generous people. And they're like, I really need more friends. People have a lot of friends and they want to network with their friends. Then I'm making what a happy networky world. Then I'm making good money on this app. I could, I could, I could be very, very happy. That's, that's quite a lot of money. It's like 150 grand a year. That's a lot of money. That tells me that your numbers are wrong then. Correct. Now let's say Uh, I do 5%. if, wait, I just want to say, if you have that many users and you're only making 150 grand, I know we we're supposed to be doing the happy route yeah. here, but that's not right. With that many users, you should be making a lot more. Well, that's with the conversion, right? Because mm-hmm. the conversion of, you know, mm-hmm. 60,000 times $3 times $2 and 10 cents is not a lot of money. I mean, it is a lot <laughs> of money, but it's not millions of dollars, right? Well, I only say it's not a lot of money because you're only in your lifetime going to have one or two things that are ever that successful. So <laughs> you need to capitalize on them a little more efficiently than that, because that's an amazing number to get to. It is really hard to build a user base. Anyone who's written an app knows you release the app and 10 people download it and you're like, oh, that's sad. It's hard to build a user base. So if you do manage to build a user base, don't forget to milk them for all they've got. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, and, th- and that's if I make that four ninety nine. By the way, not two ninety nine. So <laughs> four ninety nine might uh, be the way to go. I, I'm I'm almost sitting on it. Like talking with you more, I think the way to go is is maybe try to actually. I'm going to do a combination. I think the combination here is the winner. You do a combination of what the chat said, which is prep the pro version upgrade. And then make a big sale of 99 cents to like maximize users, then do a free version, right? And then make the pro version 499. So this means everybody's happy. Your original users are pretty happy because they got to use the application for like two months, you know, without Mm -hmm. a sale going on on it. The new users that paid 99 cents are super happy because they got a deal, right? Yeah. And then now going forward, they're going to share with more friends X, Y, Z, right? It's a, it's a, you know, a thing that goes over and over. And then if I go to and get 2%, 
Now we're looking at, you know, a pretty decent conversion at 499. 499 seems to be a good spot where I only need one out of 100 people to upgrade to break even. Yeah. I know mentally for me, I don't see much difference between $3 and $5. Like if I want the app, if I want to get rid of the ads or whatever, I don't see a big difference between three and five. Oh, Go that's for the a, five. That's the last question is, is someone, everyone kept saying you didn't add in the, what if you put ads in the app? You got to calculate that. <laughs> here's, here's the thing, Frank. Ads don't make any money unless you have millions upon millions upon users and you put it ads in front of their face all the time to do stuff like video ads. And stuff. Oh, I'm God. pretty sure. I was playing iPad games with a four-year-old and the amount of ads that came up were mm. ridiculous and they made it harder and harder on each one of those ads to get rid of it. Now, in fairness, I was playing the app for free, yep. so <laughs> didn't, give a, didn't give them a dime, but still, yeah. Um, I'm glad you said that because I've just viscerally never wanted to put ads into my apps mm -hmm. and so it's good to know that i wouldn't profit from it if even if i did that's sort of what i've i've noticed is is there is some money into it so i mean if you're gonna put ads in is the only way of trying to get an upgrade like a good idea for Cal for calca on ios is put ads in make it so you remove the ads with your patronage that's what i would totally do if i was you you would make so much you would you would make more money that way that's what you should do by the way the only reason okay. <laughs> you put ads in is because you have no other way of monetizing it, right? You want mass users and it's not about making money off the ads. It's about making money off of people removing the ads. That's the only reason. Got it. Um, I will say that I liked a lot about doing the sale price trick. Um, I have not in my own sales, uh, done enough sales <laughs> yeah. i i haven't lowered my price why is that because i'm scared i'm afraid of it i'm like you know if i don't make money for a month then i don't you know i ain't got that money to pay rent true simple as that so um i've always been too afraid to do experiments like that uh so i hope that you will also do that and report back to me uh because i have thought about switching one or two my of my apps over to a subscription freemium subscription subscription style that we're already paid for so everything that you're doing is actually very useful to me all this whole discussion um but i especially like the sale price idea so that there's what a week or two a one week sale how, how long would you run that sale for maybe two weeks yeah two weeks yeah, yeah. a week two weeks just see how it scales just the idea cushion is the blow yeah, the idea is like, what if it actually sells really, really well at that reduced price? And you're like, wow, I'm making way more money. I'm getting way more sales now. Like you'd have to triple your sales. But what if instead of 150, you know, let's say I, I, I got 50 a week, right? Mm -hmm. About. So what if I got 500 a week? And you're like, okay, wow. Well, okay, I'll just leave it at 99 cents. I don't have to worry about any of the purchase stuff. Done. Yeah, so... I, I did this once. So iCircuit used to be $20 when it was first released. And oh boy, I got so much flack <laughs> online and everywhere. But the truth was it was selling just fine. You know, people were buying it. They were enjoying it. It was fine. Um, I lowered it to $10 um, because just as an experiment. So that was my kind of let's see what happens. And it turned out money-wise, I was making the same amount of money. Yeah. So it was this funny thing of that was just the capacity of the market, basically. Um, now, <clears throat> what I decided to do was keep it at $10. I think if my 
older, more cynical, lazier self were to go back in time, I would say, keep it at $20 because then you have less support emails. <laughs> this is true. This is true. That's the other conundrum. But, yeah. But on the other hand, just today, I received the absolute nicest letter from a student in Germany that was using my app to get through school. And it was just the nicest thing. And I, I love that it's affordable enough that students are able to use it and all that stuff. So pros and cons <laughs> to pricing. That's great. Yeah, that's the that's the challenge, you know, is is putting it out there into the world. And and yeah, I don't know. It's a it is a challenge because, you know, it, it's it's fun to experiment on all of it. And at the same time, I need to figure out the problem with going, by the way, the final kicker before we end this podcast, the final kicker of going from paid to freemium is how do you upgrade all of your existing users? to oh, the to, bookkeeping man that's the part i don't want to do so you have to track which version it is which version they installed on remember which version you started doing your pricing scheme yeah. do lots of checks like that to get it's just bookkeeping i don't want to write that bookkeeping code it's true so i'm relatively lucky because i do have a back end by the way so so one thing that i've built into the app in the latest version is I have a simple Boolean setting that says is pro and it's set to true yeah. on app startup. You are, you are pro. <laughs> um, yeah. So every user that upgrades, so to that latest version, which hopefully everybody does over time, they will be pro. And just because they have that, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, um, there still needs to be a way to validate that. So my plan here is to have another table that is pro users that sort of says, this user is pro. And when I flip the bits, if I do the free version with the paid upgrade, if I flip the bits right before I flip them, I will do a, Hey, everybody that's an existing user, make them a pro user. And whenever mm -hmm. someone buys an in-app purchase, it will then register their account with the backend service as a pro user. So that's kind of the, point. yeah, I like that a a bit more than just relying on the info.p list <laughs> variable that I'm probably going to end up having to do in my apps because I don't have a backend that I can rely on like that. So yeah. that seems like a much more reliable, elegant solution. So the new version um, would have to query uh, its proness, which I think is what everyone would expect it to do. Yeah. And that's cool too, because the only time that you, you, every time, so in the, like in the pro thing, it'll be like, you know, purchase, restore purchase. Um, or like verify purchase or whatever. And, and really, if for some reason you didn't upgrade to the latest version in the last month and you opened it and you're like, oh, how come I don't have the, the pro version? You could say like verify it. And then it would say, oh, you know what? This person is a pro version user. So just update that Boolean. So it unlocks the UI bits. But mm -hmm. even on the back end, what's nice is that if I have that information in the back end, if they're pro users, when the person tries to add a friend or whatever, I can then query to say, are they a pro user? They can have 10 friends, if not two, you know, so it'll be easy. It'll be easy, folks. You heard it here first. Can't wait for part five of the Turnip Trilogy. <laughs> the, the fun part is that I don't <laughs> think that the, the back end stuff is the challenge. I think the challenge is the in-app purchase stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also thinking about um, the thing I brought up earlier about releasing both SKUs. And then I was like, oh, God, that's going to make app review just miserable yeah. and updating the app. 
So maybe maybe you don't have to do that test for me. That sounds like a lot of work. I think I'm not going to do that. And I'm just going to go with go with my route yeah. of this. It's like, but I don't want to maintain that. That's too much effort. A little bit too much. Anyways, that is my um, conundrum. I... Yeah, we'll we'll put a link to the to the Twitch video and to the uh, it was it was it was me building it. It was funny if you would have been there, you would have just shook your head in anger <laughs> about how terrible this calcophile is. But I would have had to call in. I would have just yeah, probably would have called your cell phone. Be like, put me on speakerphone. <laughs> I would I would have brought you in. So I was hoping. I was hoping. I when I when I said I was using your app the entire day, I was hoping that it would work. So anyways, I didn't see. Was there a tweet? Did I miss a tweet? Every Friday at 2 p.m. on Twitch, I stream. You know this. Yes, but you have to send me Frank signals. Oh, I see. I don't. Oh, I see. Yeah. Going I, I have a busy life. You know, it's true. You sitting are around life. during the quarantine doing nothing. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, all uh, right, everybody. That's going to do it. Any other ridiculous stuff that you want to talk about? I hope you get rich, James. I, no, I hope I you all the success in the world. Yeah. Man, if I could get a conversion rate of 50%, now we're talking. Um, <laughs> it's not going to happen, buddy. <laughs> no, I know. No, no. I think 10% would be a small miracle. That'd be pretty good, huh? If that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. We'll throw a party. We'll throw a party. All right, everybody. Well, I will report back if uh, if I become rich, which, you know. <laughs> You'll know because the show stops. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Huh? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see how it goes. I like more than anything, it's it at least gives me something else to do on the app, I guess. <laughs> So, which is kind of oh, the sad that's part. The is, worst. Yeah. yeah, come on. You must have had feature requests by now. I'm sure you have a million feature requests by I, now. I do. In fact, the the feature request button has gotten some love. The email support has gotten some love. In fact, most of the features. So, I actually redesigned the app recently. Um, I sat down with my designer, my wife, um, who's <laughs> a, an awesome. engineer manager, and she was like, "Here's what I don't like about everything." And then I was like, "Wow, everything oh. you just said is about to make the app so much better." And in one night, this can be so brutal, so brutal. (laughs) But she was so honest and pure and it was great. That's why I married her. Um, Actually, I like to say that's why she allowed me to marry her. But um, uh, I will say the application, um, she made so many great suggestions because I had all these tabs because I'm a developer. And I just like, I have new sections, all these tabs. And she's like, why is this a tab? Why is this a tab? She's like, I never go here. So now the application's super simplified, super nice. I'm super happy with it. Um, it's very, very good. So Frank Bob streamlined, not simplified streamlined. streamlined. It is streamlined. That is correct. My iOS has not been rigorously updating apps lately. So Uh-oh. I need to get on it. I do. Frank bought my app and I appreciate that. I make it- you buy all my apps. Like I just keep yelling at you until you buy them. So it's the least I can do. Literally the least I can do. The bare minimum. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. If you have feedback and you're like, James, just give up now, right into us. <laughs> Go to mergeconflict.fm, hit that contact button or hop on our Discord and give us a little chit chat or on Twitter, all the things. We'll see how it goes. But I think that's going to do it for this week's pod. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.